0: Welcome to Abu Dhabi Unwrapped, a sonic travel guide. The audio journey whisking you off on an incredible Arabian adventure. That is the sound of a city waking up. I'm standing right in the heart of Abu Dhabi, looking out over the white domes of the Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque to the glittering city skyline and the sea beyond. And let me tell you, it is a pretty spectacular view. My name is Dina Butti. I'm a presenter, content creator, and busy mom based here in the United Arab Emirates. I'm Egyptian, Canadian, German myself, but I was born in Greece and I've lived all over the world. In fact, I used to think I'd always want to keep traveling. But when I came to the UAE 15 years ago, I just knew I would never want to leave. This is a wonderful, wonderful place to call home, and I'm super excited to be your guide on this trip. Over the course of the series, paid for and presented by the Department of Culture and Tourism Abu Dhabi, we're going to explore the huge range of things to see and do in this remarkable emirate. You can subscribe to the full series wherever you like to listen. We're starting out with a day of discovery around Abu Dhabi's cultural identity, both past and present.
1: Abu Dhabi's identity combines the tradition and modernity.
2: The city of Abu Dhabi changed from an oasis in a desert to a green paradise you see it nowadays.
3: The art scene is thriving. It's a very exciting time for artists and for art lovers.
4: You know, it's not just about the life that we're living, you know, we think about our parents, our family, our rulers, our cities, with the music.
5: Poetry is the language of life, and with the Arabs it means a lot for their history, for their heritage, for their legacy.
0: So here we are, right at the start of our trip, and I've brought us to a place that's at the heart of Abu Dhabi city, literally and metaphorically. I'm standing in the courtyard of the Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque, one of the world's largest mosques and a totally stunning example of Islamic architecture. But it was also intended as a cultural haven, welcoming and inspiring people from all walks of life who visit the city. Now, with me is someone who can shed a lot more light on the mosque and Abu Dhabi as a whole, the site's head of cultural tours, Amina Al-Hammadi. So, Amina, just to start off with, tell me about the mosque's design and what makes it so unique. So, first of all, the Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque
1: stands as a vision of the late Sheikh Zayed bin Sultan Al Nahyan, the founding father of the United Arab Emirates and the first president of the country. It's his vision, let's say his dream. Sheikh Zayed was dreaming of this grand mosque in the late 1980s. He wanted not a normal mosque. He was passionate about the creation of a mosque that would be a cultural center, gathering all people and cultures of the world at one place, a place where the core values of the United Arab Emirates will be communicated and spread to the whole world, values of peace, tolerance and coexistence and a cross-cultural communication. His dream became a true in 5th of November, 1996, when the construction began and it took around 11 years of construction.
0: Oh, your passion yeah. really comes through. Now, of course, I'm <laughs> noticing some of the incredible features in the architecture around me, countless domes and columns in this beautiful white marble. You show visitors around all the time. What would you say are the most remarkable elements? This is a hard
1: question because everything in the mosque has a message. So one of the most distinguished feature of the mosque is it's a pure white color as a color of purity, color of peace. So more than 165,000 square meter of marble were chosen from North Macedonia to cover the whole mosque. Beside of this, we have world records. We have the largest single piece hand knotted carpet
0: weighing around 35 tons. That is incredible. Now, the mosque is set at the tip of Abu Dhabi Island, the grand capital city that shares this name with the whole emirate. For first-time visitors, can you explain the makeup of the UAE and where Abu Dhabi sits in that?
1: So we are now in the capital of the country, which is Abu Dhabi. The United Arab Emirates consists of seven emirates, Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Sharjah, Ajman, Omal Gawain, Ras al-Khaimah and al Fujairah. The federation was done in 1971, December the 2nd. And the mosque, by the way, is the official and the largest mosque, which is located now right in the entrance of Abu Dhabi. So much for us to be proud of.
0: What is it like working in this place day after day? It's an
1: experience that carries really big responsibility. We feel proud that every day we communicate to the whole world the message of the United Arab Emirates.
0: Although this is an incredibly modern city, you also get a strong sense of tradition and heritage. How important do you think that is, that combination of old and new in Abu Dhabi's identity?
1: Abu Dhabi's identity is remarkable because it combines the tradition as a land of our ancestors, and it celebrates as well modernity. So if you go to Abu Dhabi, all our visitors, they are welcomed by the warm hospitality. They're welcomed by feeling that sense of the culture.
0: Well, it's time for me to explore a bit more of that culture at an attraction that's just down the road from here where you can really get a sense of traditional Emirati life. I've just arrived at Heritage Village and stepping through the gates, which are like an entrance to a desert fort, it's really almost like you're stepping back in time because this is an oasis of old school UAE life. And I'm being shown around today by local tour guide Nasser Savan. Thank you so much for joining us, Nasser.
2: It's my honor to be with you actually today.
0: So we are at Heritage Village. Tell me a little bit about this place.
2: So Heritage Village, we can say it's uh, UAE 50 years ago. This place is actually explaining how the city of Abu Dhabi changed from an oasis in the desert to a green paradise you see it nowadays. All aspects of the Emirati traditions, culture, handicrafts, the one spot that has everything is the Heritage Village.
0: Well, let's go take a closer look. I'm excited. Within its walls, where winding paths are lined with palm trees, Heritage Village breathes life into Abu Dhabi's past, with the recreations of an old souk, a mosque and a desert camp, as well as live demonstrations of traditional crafts.
2: Now we have reached the handicrafts souk. We can come inside to the pottery and see the handicrafts of pottery.
0: So, what is this gentleman doing right now?
2: You can see he's turning the wheel by his foot and designing the clay as the shape he wants.
0: Yeah, the attention to detail is amazing. If I tried this, <laughs> everything would collapse in exactly 30 seconds. <laughs> so, how does this all relate to Emirati traditions?
2: Pottery actually was very important. In the past, the Emirati women used pottery to store water to make it cool. They use it for incense burners and also to cook.
0: Now, is there a design that would be uniquely Emirati?
2: It will be in red, green, or blue. That was the main colors used in the designs.
0: Looks like it's time to get me a carpet.
2: Yes, and you can get clothes also. This gentleman is weaving a carpet. And it's a portrait carpet, actually, with pictures of different castles and the UAE flag.
0: So, just so I can paint a bit of a picture here, he's sitting at a wooden desk. There are hundreds of strings that he's working with. There's threads in every color hanging from everywhere. And he's got two master pedals that uh, he's pushing up and down to help him control his carpet weaving. It's incredible. The work that he's doing is incredible. I have no idea how he's coming up with these designs. He says he often doesn't plan them ahead, so he'll just spontaneously come up and he's, he's... Is he designing a... Okay, so we've got a camel with a falcon, and he's just explained to me that he's been doing this for 27 years, which explains his incredible skill. Nasser and I head out into the sunshine, where he tells me about our next stop, the majlis.
2: So the majlis, it's a place where people or the whole family gather. So in the UAE or in the Emirati tradition, we have a men majlis and the woman majlis. Now we'll be entering the women majlis and we'll see the women doing their handicraft inside. Alaikum.
0: So, something I love about the majlis is you come in, it's usually so colorful. There's so many cushions on the floor and traditionally you sit down on the floor, right?
2: Yes, yeah, still nowadays we feel very, very comfortable sitting on the floor, not on the couches, because it's more like uh, we are related to this land, to this uh, country.
0: And I've never been to a majlis that didn't have coffee, tea, And dates.
2: It's always, this is the essential things every Emirati has in a majlis.
0: Sitting on one side of the room, on some very colorful cushions, is a woman who's using metallic threads to weave what looks like an accessory for a dress, am I right, Nasser?
2: Right. These are the designs and accessories used to stitch on the dress itself. And that will show how stylish the Emirati women are.
0: And they are incredibly stylish. Right. (laughs) That's something Emirati women are definitely known for. Something else that the Emirate is known for is its long relationship with those jewels of the sea, pearls.
6: My name is Hissa Abdullah Al-Kabi. I've been working as a tour guide now for five years, guiding inside UAE, specialized in Dubai and Abu Dhabi as an Emirate. Abu Dhabi is located at the coast uh, of the Arabian Gulf, so the sea has always been an important part of life. From shipbuilding and trading to fishing and pearl diving, the sea was a resource of food and income from pearl diving as a trade. So the history of pearl diving in UAE, it goes back more than 7,000 years ago. The main barrel diving season took place between June and the end of September. The first day, the crew will be sent off with a ceremony called Herat. The Herat is actually a song that the families sing to say goodbye to the crew. This is officially the start of the season. And on the last day of pearl diving season, a cannon would be fired from the shore as a sign of the return of the divers. So people would prepare special foods, including sweets, juice, and nuts. Today, people do not build dive as an income, but they still do it as a hobby or for tourism.
0: I've said goodbye to Nasiran Heritage Village, and now I've come uptown to Sadiyat Island, the city's cultural hub. At the heart of it all is Manarita Sadiyat, meaning Place of Enlightenment. It's a center of inspiration, celebrating arts and traditional crafts. And with me is local artist Mayth Abdallah. Thank you. Yeah, and it's nice to be here with you, exploring Manarita Sadiyat. You know, I haven't been here in ages, and this space is massive. I forget how beautiful it is and how many different exhibits there are and so many different rooms. We're surrounded by galleries and and classrooms, and right now there's a really interesting exhibition in front of us. Yeah, there are many swings.
3: I believe they were commissioned by Menard Sadiat to local artists, and
0: uh, every swing is... Decorated differently by a different artist. Yeah. And one thing I love about this place is that you can often interact with the artwork, and in this case, you can actually sit on these swings, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> you and I should get on them in a bit. <laughs> now, tell us, how did you actually get into art? How did it all start? Well, one of the things that
3: inspired me is uh, storytelling. Ever since I was a kid, I loved stories, and I decided to combine Painting and storytelling and those pieces sometimes would fall in a painting or in
0: a performance video or uh, photographs. You know, I think with your artwork, you leave so much of it up to interpretation. And I think as a viewer, you can also kind of tell your own story, right? I try to put it in a way where someone would be
3: able to relate themselves to that story. I mean, this is what
0: I try to do in my work. And I think you're very successful at it. <laughs> now, we're at Minaret as today. Tell us what happens here. So Minaret
3: Asadiat, uh, as you said, is a creative hub. It's a place where a lot of things are happening. There are three gallery spaces, exhibition spaces. Uh, there are exhibitions that combines artists from the UAE. WW Art happens here every year. Abu Dhabi art brings galleries from all over the world and such an amazing week to experience. There are workshops here for kids as well
0: throughout the year. I have two young boys and I know you have young children as well. And I think it's so lovely that it's an attraction for the whole family. Now, of course, the center is part of a much wider cultural offering on Sadiat Island. What are some of the other highlights? Well, there's the cultural district
3: where uh, the Louvre Museum is. There are plans of like five other museums in the cultural district. The Guggenheim, Sheikh Zayed Museum and a few other exciting projects that are coming up. So Abu Dhabi is determined to set its grounds into making this uh, cultural hub, having a space for creatives and people to uh, enjoy uh, the art scene.
0: So in your view, what's really exciting about Abu Dhabi's art scene today and what do you think visitors to the Emirates should really know about? Well, the art scene is thriving right now and
3: it's a very exciting time for artists to be living in the UAE, producing their work and for art lovers to
0: experience and to enjoy art. Personally speaking, coming and visiting the Louvre and coming here honestly blows me away. How much Abu Dhabi specifically has invested into the arts and culture here?
3: Well, it's a great place to be an artist.
0: That goes for all forms of art. And one that holds a particularly special place in local history is poetry.
5: Outre is the language of life, I think. And with the Arabs, it means a lot for their history, for their heritage, for their legacy. I am Sameh Kawash. I'm a poet, a writer, a critic. I'm working for Ministry of Culture as an Arabic language specialist. Since the beginning of the Arab civilization, in the pre-Islamic era, we call it al jahiliya Poets were the shiny stars of the community. They were dealing with the daily life, expressing the feelings of their community. The first well-known Emirati poet is al-Majidi ibn Zahir, and his daughter, her name was Salma. Those are the main two well-known poets from the UAE. And we call this type of poetry An-Nabati, which is not the official Arabic, but it is with the local accent. Poetry has become the language of the people and uh, a tool for expressing their achievements, their love for their language, for their homeland. Today, there are many young poets, male and female. We have this scene full of life, full of poetry. This poem is Emaratul Hayat: Emirates of Life. I wrote this poem through the pandemic COVID-19. Many poets from UAE wrote their own poems to include in a book for the uh, Minister of Culture in UAE. and this is my poem: Imaratul Hayat Yalubina binā'u Ruhi. This
0: poem is a tribute to the UAE's resilient spirit during the pandemic and it aligns the people's struggle with the country itself. Talking of facing up to the waves of a deadly sea and imagining the silent cities were longing for a loved one
5: really this is a
0: celebration of the nation's
5: strength
0: Back at the city center, there's time for one more experience to round off my day of culture. I'm at a viewing point on the coast, looking out across the water to where the sun is sinking behind the city skyline. But my day isn't over just yet. Something rather special is about to happen opposite where I'm standing at Cast Alwotan, the majestic presidential palace that opened to the public in 2019. During the day, visitors can admire the architecture, but around sunset, the palace becomes a backdrop for a celebration of Abu Dhabi history. Each day at dusk, the palace in motion show illuminates the building facade, telling the Abu Dhabi story with haunting music and bright projections of rippling dunes, the palace's construction, and people creating the city we see today. It's quite a show, and joining me to watch it this evening is someone who knows all about putting on a spectacle, Marwan al Awadi otherwise known as DJ Bliss a brilliant music producer DJ and MC who's toured the world, worked with massive international names like Shaggy and Wyclef John and was the first Emirati artist to have a number one album on iTunes
4: Thank you, thank you very much I, I forget sometimes, it's good to hear just to remind myself about uh, you know what, what the past was like
0: (laughs) I was going to say, I hope that intro didn't embarrass you too much, but I I feel like you're feeling it.
4: (laughs) I was feeling it a little bit.
0: Okay. Well, you and your music have had such a big impact in the UAE and in the region, of course. Tell me a bit about how you came to be doing this and what you're looking to achieve with your work.
4: So music's really been in my blood uh, from a young age. My brother used to play the guitar and he brought a guitar home and taught us how to play the guitar. And then we learned how to play the drums. And then at some point we're all like playing an instrument each. And it was like a, a, a band really at home. So that's where music really started, uh, and then when I was in my high school, I used to run like, my high school radio station, uh, and I wasn't part of the cool kids group. They used to get invited to all the parties, and I thought, how to get to these parties? I thought, you know, if I started DJing, then they definitely need me there. So that's really where the story began. I started collecting some music, and then I was good at what I was doing, and it kind of just like, took over my whole life.
0: I can't imagine you not being the cool kid somehow.
4: It's true, it's very true. I wouldn't get invited to any of the parties.
0: Well, who's laughing now, huh? (laughs) So obviously music is close to your heart. What's the music scene like in Abu Dhabi today?
4: I mean, it's being like, I don't know, reintroduced. It's changing all the time. It's a lot easier, I think, for up and coming artists, especially. Thanks to technology and the Internet, you know, people have a chance to really recreate uh, or maybe even tell our story uh, for the first time. So I think we're going to see a real involvement in the music scene over here.
0: There is one thing I have to say about Abu Dhabi, though, is that for so many years, all the concerts were taking place in Abu Dhabi. Don't you feel like
4: that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, some of the biggest concerts have happened over here. I would probably say, like, Formula One was really the era of where it all started. And I was DJing for all four of the concerts of the first year. It was, I remember it was Beyonce, Jamiroquai, Aerosmith.
0: Okay, Marwan, don't tell me that you got to hang out with Beyoncé because I will die of jealousy.
4: <laughs> I didn't. So when uh, when Beyoncé was here, I saw her pretty uh, close, but she was one of the good ones. I'll just say that.
0: Well, this is a destination that's obviously incredibly open to international influences. How important would you say tradition is for the new generation of Emirati artists and musicians?
4: Yeah, I think, you know, for us uh, as Emiratis, like, we really understand the importance of tradition and culture. Like, you can see it, uh, you know, speak to anybody. It's not just about the life that we're living. You know, we, we think about our parents, our family, our rulers, our city. So, we think about our tradition and culture with the music so you know I think it's going to be interesting to see how the young generation are going to take our traditions and our culture and present it in the form of music in their view and their vision it's just going to get better and better I think.
0: Thanks for listening today. Next time on Abu Dhabi Unwrapped, we turn the spotlight on family-friendly fun.
6: Whatever you want, active, visual, educational, Abu Dhabi's really got it all.
1: I have to say it's quite special having all these animals roaming around, all these gazelles,
3: all these oryxes, the cheetahs, and even giraffes.
0: There are 50 falcons sitting all around me, all different colors, all different sizes. Yeah, the way, please. Who's going to get in there first? me! Be sure to subscribe wherever you like to listen to catch this next episode along with the rest of the series. Abu Dhabi Unwrapped, a sonic travel guide, was paid for and presented by the Department of Culture and Tourism Abu Dhabi and produced for them by BBC Storyworks Commercial Productions.